welcome to Sociagal. I'm your host, Hallie B, and I'm here with my very best friend, Elena Figueroa. To start off, Elena, tell everyone where you're from and why you're so passionate about this. Hello. So my name is Elena, and I was born and raised in Guatemala City, Guatemala. If you're not familiar, the location of where that is, it is in Central America, bordering Mexico. I am very passionate about immigration simply because I am a product of immigration. My parents first-handed moved to the United States to give me a better opportunity. We all know that third world countries, Guatemala being one of them, aren't the best places to raise children. And a lot of people, including my parents, wanted to be able to give me a better opportunity when it came to schooling. And when I was four years old, my mom up and left everything that she had in Guatemala, left her parents, left her entire family, everything that she knew. Granted, she didn't even speak English and moved to New Jersey, Elizabeth. New Jersey, to be exact. And my dad had just recently gotten out of the Marines and he had rented a four family apartment home where we stayed for the first couple of years until we moved into a a leased house eventually. Do you feel like your mom had a support system at all coming into America from Guatemala? So luckily... My father, he had his younger brother. His younger brother had a wife and they lived in Lake Parsippany at the time. But other than that, she didn't really have much of a support system. My uncle didn't settle down in Parsippany, which is, I want to say, 45 minutes from Newark or Elizabeth, New Jersey, until like a couple years after me and my mom had moved to the United States. So it was definitely pretty hard on her. The only person that she could actually talk to was her mom. And her mom, even then, they didn't have a very close connection just because Guatemalan or, let's say, Hispanic parents are more of like a familial type, not a support system. I feel like I can understand that a lot of Hispanic families are so wrapped up in being, you know, together. And that's like the most important thing. Do you feel like that can take away from your own dream? So I think they're very or they're very family oriented. So they enjoy spending time together. So being apart from each other is a, a very hard concept to get used to, especially since my mom grew up around her parents. So she had everything that she needed when it came to her parents. So having to come here, definitely, she was forced to readjust her dreams and the type of person that she was, she was literally forced to change everything about her in order to comply to like the norm of the United States. You know what I mean? I was going to ask, do you feel like even within yourself that you have to live out this so-called like American dream? As I started to grow up, I started to realize that there was a lot of pressure that I put on myself to show my parents how their sacrifices would be worth it in the end almost. So I've always been a a very hard worker. I've always been quite a perfectionist, um, almost to a fault. I've realized that I've put more pressure on myself than my parents have. Obviously, like I've seen my parents struggle. So not wanting them to struggle anymore has been a lot of what I run my life off of. So I've definitely, I guess more then than now felt as if I was pressured to live this so-called American dream, where as of right now, I'm starting to realize that the American dream that I thought of back then is completely different than what I'm what I'm thinking now. Like my definition of the American dream has definitely changed as I've grown up. Do you feel like this past year, especially 2020, and even the last four years with Trump in office, do you have any resentment towards not only the country, but just this so-called dream that's pressured on people that come from other countries? So me and my mom have had this conversation and granted, my mom and I aren't that close. So I want to put that out there. 
And I want to say that that's because we also, we were moved from our family. So a lot of the culture that was surrounded in, in Guatemala, like living with your family, isn't what we revolve ourselves around right now. But for a very long time, my mom and I always talked about how people in other countries, like let's say, or even in Guatemala, talk about the United States as being America. But when we think of America, America is composed of North America, Central America, and South America. So the fact that people in other parts of America consider the United States to be the America doesn't add resentment to me, but it makes me feel as if they put us on a higher pedestal, which we might be, you know, like we are a very developed country, and we are the country of opportunity, the land of the brave. So It's not that I've had resentment, but I've definitely had a very hard time now living in the United States, understanding why people look up to us so much, especially now since Trump has been in office. People don't really quite understand what it's like to live in the United States. So obviously, I, I can't speak for them because I am a very first generation. Like I'm very cultured to the United States now, but I can only imagine what my mom felt like when she came into the United States and didn't know how to speak English. And even now, like she struggles to speak English well because she has such a strong accent. And the way they treat immigrants and well, I don't want to say immigrants, but they are immigrants, but aliens that didn't originate in the United States, which is almost everybody. It's frustrating to me because I feel like other countries should be holding us to an equal level because we all kind of struggle with minorities and with government and with diplomacy and democracy. And especially now, it's been very, very hard for me to understand or I guess to allow people from different countries to see that we are the land of the free and the home of the brave, but it's a lot harder than people perceive it to be. I know you recently even went to Guatemala to visit your grandma. Do you feel like the lifestyle there is safer for her than it would be for her to come to what America is right now? I've always said that the quality of life in third world countries is a lot better than the quality of life in a developing country like the United States, simply because they've learned to live off of the minimal that they have. Their food is more fresh because they're relying on farmers and not mass production. She's better off staying in Guatemala because she not only has a familial support system, which is like the number one thing that someone would need when it comes to like mental health in regards to like immigration and stuff, but she's also comfortable. Like she has her ability to make her own money because her parents at one point owned land. So she sold that and she's making just like residual money off of that. And even then, it really is really expensive in the United States. So to start from nothing, basically, and to come to the United States, like 800 of their currency is $1 here. They would have to really think long and hard about what they're investing in, how much money they want to bring in, like what they're going to be doing here. Because even finding and getting visas to come into the United States long enough to find jobs is like near and almost impossible nowadays. So I'm I'm almost glad that she is where she is and she's with the people that love her and they're all taking care of her because I do have a lot of family down there still. I'm glad that she's there and I'm glad that she's not here. Although I would like to have her with me. It really is better for her to stay down there, I think. It makes me scared thinking of her being here like long term. Yeah, which makes sense, especially right now. And I know you are living in Tampa, Florida right now. People tend to forget that Florida is the South sometimes. You are in, you know, the downtown Tampa area. And we both obviously went to college there together. It is a very white area. Mm -hmm. Have you come across anything with your, you know, background? And has anyone ever, you know, said anything to you? Or have you ever been 
Have you ever felt like, you know, because when I was down there, I felt like I had to really be like everyone else. You had to fit the status quo. Oh my God. And I'm, you know, I'm white and I'm at a school with, you know, extremely wealthy white people. And even then I felt like just not being wealthy, I was never going to fit in. So did you have any struggles as far as just trying to fit into that Tampa lifestyle? Absolutely, Hallie. And even now that I'm not in school anymore, I still struggle with it. I first came down to the University of Tampa off of a scholarship that I earned by myself. And I knew that the University of Tampa, the amount of money that it would cost me to be able to have this type of education would be something that I would have to fund myself because my parents never had the opportunity to make the amount of money that they would have liked to make in order to support me in my education. So I always knew that coming down to school so far away from home would be somewhat harder for me because I would have had to work. I would have had to go to school. So being surrounded by other students that have a lot of money and monetary supplements that come in constantly was definitely something that hurt my self-esteem and also my ego simply because I came from a school that I came from an area that was very diverse in New Jersey. Almost everybody that I went to school with was an alien at some point and was a first generation child. So coming down to Tampa was definitely a culture shock for me. And even now, more so since I'm getting older and I'm starting to like venture outside of my schooling and stuff like that, I've noticed that a lot of people that I end up hanging out with are this so-called South Tampa type of individuals, which I have nothing against, you know, like it goes a long way past their appearance, but it is something that I struggle with knowing that I'm not that type of person. My appearance matters to me, but I'm not... I don't come from a lot of money and it does hurt because you know what I mean? Like Tampa is a very upcoming city and it is pretty expensive. You know, like they revolve around the people that are native to Tampa, which aren't a lot of people, but there's a lot of money in Tampa. But granted, it's a bridge away from St. Pete, which is a lot more liberal, like freedom of speech. Tampa is definitely trying to get there, but it has a lot of work. It definitely has a lot of work. And I've been working on myself when it comes to my confidence and my self-esteem, knowing that I go into restaurants and like I'm not wearing this type of shoe and and I don't have those type of pants and stuff. It's hard, but it takes time to get used to, I think, for sure. So what would you say to somebody that's listening that's kind of feeling the same way as far as, you know, whether they're going to a school and they're kind of feel like the black sheep or maybe feeling like the black sheep of the family and things like that? Do you have any, you know, advice that you could give somebody that's kind of struggling? So when I give advice, I like to kind of tell where my advice is coming from. I have always been like the outcast of my family. My parents and I never really got along um, simply because their culture and my culture, since I grew up in the United States, was different. It became very hard for me to be accepted by myself, of myself, because of how different I was, even when it came to my family. So if anyone out there listening tends to feel the same way where you just don't feel like you fit in, that no matter what type of clothes you're wearing, like you're still somewhat of an outcast. Throughout my life, I've come to realize that trying to conform yourself into someone that you're not is a lot harder than if you were to allow yourself to be who you are. My senior year of college, I got into like this serious midlife crisis where I didn't know what I was going to do with the rest of my life. I wanted to make a lot of money and I wanted to travel, but I didn't know how to do that. And my dad, having a Marine background, told me that if I ever wanted to join the force, I would have to have a four-year degree first so that I can go in and then they would pay for the rest of my schooling. So at that point in my life, I was really, really, really considering joining the Air Force simply because I needed a way out. And already knowing that I didn't like authority, 
I really second guessed myself. My dad took me to the recruiter and all that nonsense. And it took me to go and enjoy myself for a summer to realize that that's not what I wanted. And obviously, like, I'm not where I want to be right now. And that in itself is like the hardest part to to understand. It's the hardest part to love myself about because I would like to be where I want to be right now. But that's just the type of person that I am. So if anyone out there is struggling with the same thing, like I would rather be where I am right now than be surrounded by a job or a person or in an environment that doesn't suit me physically, mentally, emotionally, like spiritually, whatever it is that you feel, whatever it is that sets your soul on fire, I'm telling you it's worth chasing that because you're only given one life and it really is something worth chasing after, you know, it really is. I want to get this out there. Like the United States likes to rush people. So if you ever just feel rushed, like you told me before, Hallie, like slow down, just take a second for yourself and just stop. Yeah. Just breathe and enjoy where you are right now. Like you're healthy, you're living, whatever you're going through, like you're going to get through it. You have everything you need in order to get through it, but don't rush. And that's something that I've struggled with is rushing, like needing to know right now. I agree. And I think you're right. I think America is so, I mean, we have to, you know, we're in school our whole life and that pressure of extracurricular activities and sports and how smart are you? And Now you're thrown into creating your own schedule, having to work, maybe even being a collegiate athlete is hard in itself. And I mean, people wonder why America has such a a high, you know, mental health, yeah, such a poor mental health state in general, because and then out of college, are you getting engaged? Are you getting married? Are you having kids? How much are you making? Six figures? Like, where are you at? It's like to live in America, you have to have a high status or you're nothing. Right. So I can't imagine coming from a different country and trying to live up to that when, you know, I was born and raised here and I'm struggling trying to live up to it. Yeah, it's hard. It, it really is hard. And I feel for my parents, you know, like I obviously wasn't old enough to conceptualize what it was that they went through, but I do know that they struggled. My dad used his last amount of money to buy my mom a, a winter jacket. You know, they were delivering newspapers for a while. It was a hard time, but I am grateful that they brought me here because it'll give me the opportunity to make something of what per se is supposed to be the American dream. And it's not the status quo, just allowing myself the opportunity to do whatever the hell I want. I'm going to ask you one last thing. What makes you proud to be Guatemalan? I think what makes me the proudest from being an alien in the United States of America is being able to relate to the fact that I'm no different than everybody else here. There's no one in the United States of America that didn't eventually come from a different country. Like being bilingual is great and all, but it's like, I'm proud to be an alien of this because it gives me a different outlook on diversity, you know, Mm. and it allows me to be empathetic towards racial issues and, and problems. And it gives me a different perspective because I've lived both lives. You know, I've lived in Guatemala. I have a lot of family there, so I'm able to see the way they think about it. And, you know, I always talk about me wanting to move back to Guatemala because it is a beautiful place, but so is the United States. So it really is just what it is that I'm looking for in my life. And I am grateful to be an immigrant. I am. Thank you so much for doing this and for sharing your story and family and your history and, you know, giving advice to people that probably feel the same being in this country. So if you want, go ahead and give everyone your Instagram at and then they can go ahead and follow you Then check her out if you want to give them any of your social handles. I do have a WordPress. I don't write a lot of blogs recently, but I'm trying to do that more. And my Instagram handle and my WordPress handle are the same thing. It's the Elena Expedition. 
So follow me on this journey. I do like to write. Some are deep, some are needed to say, but I'm trying to get my thoughts out there because I feel like we all deserve to know that we're not alone. This is going to be a space for people to share their experiences and stories so everyone can take away from this and heal and grow and learn and really have the world come together. So thank you. Love you. And thank you, everyone. Thank you.